Now, we all know that we need to be in the Word, but have you ever doubted whether or not you know how to effectively study it? Today, we're going to be talking about just we're going to be talking about just that. We're going to learn a little better about how to effectively study our Bibles. Welcome, everyone, to the Dorenda Wilson podcast. I'm Dorenda, wife to one, mom to eight, nana to 10, and 28-year veteran homeschooling mom. I'm also the author of The Unhurried Homeschooler, a simple, mercifully short book on homeschooling, The Four-Hour School Day, How You and Your Kids Can Thrive in the Homeschool Life, and Unhurried Grace for Mom's Heart, which is a devotional that I wrote specifically for homeschooling moms. You can find all three of those books at Dorenda wilson.com and you can find them also on Amazon and you can find the four-hour school day at any of your favorite booksellers in addition to the places that I just mentioned. I also want to remind you that I have a mentoring course. It's the Unhurried Homeschooler Mentoring Course. I'll leave a link in the show notes to that. Um, it's basically a, a video series that walks you through what it can look like to take a more simple, unhurried approach in your homeschooling kindergarten to 12th grade. And then lastly, I want to let you know that I have a devotional um, that accompanies the four-hour school day. You can get the free digital download for that just by subscribing to my monthly email newsletter. And so I'll leave a link in the show notes for that as well. You have heard about me talk about CTC math for some time now, but have you tried it out yet? It's kind of that time of year when we're all sort of thinking about next year and do we want to switch our math program or not? But CTC math provides online video tutorials that make learning math fun and easy and effective. This online math program uses creative graphics and animation that are sure to grab and keep your child's attention. Start your free trial today by visiting ctcmath.com. That's ctcmath.com, and I will leave a link in the show notes for that. Now, today, Lydia Brownback is here with me again. In the last episode, we talked about how the love of Christ frees us from self-focus and what better way to orient ourselves toward that love than through effectively studying our Bibles. Now, it seems like as believers, we should all know how to do this, but unfortunately, that type of teaching isn't as common as it should be in the church. So I thought it would be a great topic to cover here on the podcast. And I love that Lydia is here to help us out with that. Now, if you didn't listen to the last episode, um, let me tell you a little bit about her. Um, Lydia is has a Master of Arts in Religion from Westminster Theological Seminary. She's the author of several books, including the Flourish Bible Study Series, Sing a New Song, and On-the-Go Devotionals for Women. She is passionate about teaching God's Word. Lydia, welcome back. Thank you so much for being here with us again today. I'm delighted to be back with you. Thank you. All right. Well, um, I'm going to just start with the kind of like the basic, basic question when it comes to to, to Bible, studying our Bibles, because I just want to make sure that we're starting like really at square one. What is the goal of studying our Bibles? I mean, at the end of the day, there's a goal. What would that be? Well, it's it's to know God, Father, Son, mm-hmm. and Holy Spirit. And mm-hmm. that's the, the overarching goal is to know the God we worship on Sundays, to know what salvation is in Jesus Christ, to know uh, him is to know him. That is the basic goal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. and I think knowing that as we're going into our study, my goal is to get to know him because I know mm-hmm. that as a, as a longtime believer, uh, my tendency has always been to go in immediately looking for application. And um, I got a, a pretty good little jolt out of that, actually, a couple of uh, weeks ago when our pastor said, 
that should not be the first thing we're looking for is application. We're going there to find out what God has to say. What, you know, yes. getting to know who he is and it, it's about him. And then once, you know, like when we're determining certain things like the audience and what the situation was and, you know, all of those things that go into it. Um, and then once we've done that and we're, we know what is being said, then application can happen after that. Exactly. And I think one thing is more than an academic exercise of learning mm-hmm. facts about God. It's right. the amazing reality that the God of the universe has chosen to reveal himself to us through a mm-hmm. book. Mm -hmm. And he didn't have to do that, but he's done that. So every time we pick up our Bible, it is God speaking to us. That is Mm -hmm. how he speaks to us. So Mm -hmm. that means every word in scripture is his word to us. And it has something to say, even Mm -hmm. random things like the genealogies and say, well, what does this have to do with me? What does this have to do with God? What is it? And it has a lot. So, so even think, think of that for an example. So so take the genealogies. When you hit those in a Bible reading plan, what do you do with it? Do you just sort of skim over and skim past? Um, even if you do that, you can't help but recognize this about, what does it say about God? It says that mm-hmm. individuals matter to God. Right. He's naming right. them by name. Individuals matter to him and where they live and what they're doing and that they then who belongs to whom. That those genealogies show us that about God. So like mm-hmm, every mm-hmm. portion of scripture has something to say about him. And so application is the very last thing we do, because if we try to do it first, we are not going to be able to do it accurately. Right. So we can't just go in there and get a verse of the day and say, this is, this is what I, this is the word I needed for today. This is what God said to me today. And it's, it's a, it's a verse that, you know, made us feel joyful or upbeat or, you know, God is good. God is kind. It's going to help me with this test today or whatever it might be. It's missing the depth that God really wants to communicate. So there are, there are ways we need to go about Bible study to, to understand the God who is accurately Mm -hmm. and to really hear what he's saying. So, so if we, that's why applications last. So we start with recognizing that the Bible is actually, even though there's 66 books, it's one mm-hmm. story. Mm-hmm. So it, it's a story that starts in Genesis and ends in Revelation, but it's one big story. It's not all these separate stories right. that are that right. are disconnected. It is all, it's all centered on Jesus Christ and mm-hmm. on God's plan to redeem a people for himself. And that is the overarching storyline of the Bible. So we start mm-hmm. with that overarching storyline. Mm-hmm. And then, then we start to say, we, we narrow in on a book of the Bible. And we how, what place does this hold in that overarching storyline of the Bible? Mm-hmm. Where do we see God? Where do we see uh, sin? Where do we see, the, how does it point to Christ? And every right. book does. Right. So we look right. for those things. And that's mm-hmm. why going verse by verse is important because it, mm-hmm. you can't, if we isolate a particular verse we, without its context, we're not going to understand it right. Any more than if you open a novel and you read the third sentence in chapter two and try to understand what that's saying, you can't possibly right. do that. No. It's no. the same with the Bible. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. I think about the verse that um, is plastered all over mugs and t-shirts. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It was probably about 10, maybe 15 years ago that I realized what that was, what that 
was saying in context, Paul was talking yeah. about contentment. He, he yes. wasn't talking about doing anything and everything in Christ who strengthens us. You know, like I love that, that little saying, I have it actually on my fridge. Um, I can do all things through a verse taken out of context, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. And you see, and exactly. And I think another, along those lines, we will take uh, passages and make them individualistic. Mm-hmm. And when they're not. So for example, in the, another one of the verses that's commonly misapplied is in Jeremiah 29, 11, um, mm-hmm. where God, I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans for right. welfare, not for evil to give you a future and a hope. Well, it's true that God does, he does have plans for each individual and he does care about your future and does mm-hmm. have a hope for you. But the context of that is the, his people as a whole, Mm-hmm. And they were in exile at the time, suffering uh, judgment for sin, and God was changing their hearts in the process mm-hmm. to bring them back to himself. And in the process of being a, in exile, he was he was transforming them, and he had good plans in this time of exile. So. Right. In order to apply that verse right, we have to know that it's 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 about his people as a whole, and we are one of those people as right, the whole. Right. But that is not a particular verse meant just for you. And so we we have to understand that, and that's a big thing about scripture. Almost all of it talks collectively. So even mm-hmm. the epistles um, mm-hmm. are about the church, God's people. Um, Jesus was, was, was very much, uh, worked with individuals, but yet we see right. there's always a crowd. There's always people listening in. There's others learning at the same time. His message mm-hmm. for one was his message for all. So that's mm-hmm. another important aspect of Bible study is to not make it just, you know, Jesus and me in my Bible. It's, it's, it's a, it's understand it is, we sit down alone with him and I love nothing more than every morning getting up with my cup of coffee and sitting in my, my special chair and reading my Bible and talking to God. I love that. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I have particular, you know, books I'll use to help me with some challenging books of the Bible. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll mm-hmm. we can, we can get into that. Uh, yeah. And, and so, but it is, it is very much God's conversation with us. We're talking to him what, about what we're reading. He's opening our heart to see what's there. And then mm-hmm. by understanding the context that it's about all of his people, it helps us pray for others too. Um, Mm -hmm. and our place with his people. So this is where context is key and understanding how we're to approach scripture. And some of Mm -hmm. these big picture things do inform how we understand it. Right, right. And what I'm hearing you say goes back to the last episode we did on an upward and outward focus. Like even approaching scripture, we're doing the same thing. And so that's why being in the word, if we're approaching it this way, is going to help our focus be out of ourselves, not be curved in on us, but be outward. And so I'm curious. Um, so let's just, let's just set up a, you know, a scenario where let's just say, okay, I'm going to read through the book of first Peter. Okay. So what would be my best steps to take as I'm approaching this book? And I'm going to go through this book. Well, I did one of my Bible studies on Peter, and one of the things I did to set the stage for reading it was to go back and read about Peter's interactions with Jesus in the Gospels. Mm -hmm. And that helped Mm -hmm. me, you know, especially in the Gospel of John, where, you know, you see the others, we've seen his denial, but where he's restored at the end of John's Gospel and Mm -hmm. and commissioned Mm -hmm. for his ministry. And recognizing that this man who denied Christ became the great apostle Peter. Mm-hmm. And, and so to, to get that context, then to understand how that informs what he says in his letters is really helpful right. background. Right. And so 
I have a question Go actually. Ahead. How do you know, how do you, so I'm getting really practical and down to the nitty gritty here. So Mm -hmm. let's just say I want to do that. What would be the best way for me to find those passages? Would I use a concordance that had, you know, wherever Peter talked, I'm going to go back and had in and look how would I do that? Okay. Yeah, that's a great question. So, so it does, we, we develop practices for understanding. I would say some helpful tools to use Mm -hmm. in, Mm -hmm. in Bible study are a concordance and many, many Bibles have them in the back of the Bible, study Bibles do. And you can, otherwise you can buy a concordance that will tell you every instance of the word Peter or any word in scripture. And uh, then you can do sort of word studies or help direct you um, to, to particular parts of the Bible. Study Bibles are often very helpful tools as well. Mm -hmm. They have cross references all through those little letters in the Bible that will point you to different verses they're all tied into the verse you're reading. And so sometimes you'll see an A and a B and a C, and that will be taking you. So, oh, over to this book of the Bible where there's a similar passage or background material for this passage. Mm -hmm. And those can take the time to read the cross references Mm -hmm. does give you a fuller picture. So, so when you're, when you're doing, when you're doing Peter, uh, and there's some complicated things in, in some of Peter's, in, in both of Peter's epistles. And I, I think, one of the things I, I have laughed about is that Peter mentions in one of his letters that in Paul, there are some things that are hard to understand. And it makes me think, Peter, <laughs> you know, you live in a pretty big glass house to throw that stone. So, so one of the things that's helped me is to start a collection. I've been doing it for years now, so I'm getting up there where I want one commentary on every book of the Bible. And mm-hmm. some people just can't afford to get commentaries. It's taken me sure. years to collect. And mm-hmm. there are two types. There's there's more academic ones, if you're going to lead mm-hmm. or prepare a Bible study. And then there's devotional ones. And there are a lot mm-hmm. of commentary series that are pastor's sermons that have been put into a book and made into a commentary. And those right, are the ones right. that are so helpful for our, our time with the Lord. So I don't ever read those first. I will read the mm-hmm. passage prayerfully and then mm-hmm. go back and, yes. and get questions answered and read the commentary. Yeah, and that will I think me. that's super important. Um, even just getting a little background. I, that's one thing I love about the the study Bible is there's always um, a place at the beginning of each book that tells you a little bit about what's going on, what is the setting, what were the struggles of the people that this particular author was speaking to. And those are all just super helpful things to keep in mind and help you really clarify um the message of that mm-hmm. particular book. Um, but I love that reading through it first, you know, I think just, you know, maybe even jotting down verses that stand out to you that you wanted to like dive into a little bit more. I've been doing this with the Psalms where I'll read through a Psalm and then I'll go back and read through it along with my commentary. Now, my favorite commentary that I use is, um, or Bible study, I guess it would be a, a you know, a, a Bible study with commentary is the mm-hmm. um, Reformation study Bible. Um, so, cause mm-hmm. it's the, and it's the concise version. There's a bigger version, but I have the concise version. And so uh, then I go back through that, that, that Psalm a second time and every verse that's commented on, I make sure that I read the, the comment on it. And then also sometimes do the cross-referencing that you were talking about. And it mm-hmm. just brings it to life. Just even those few simple things bring yes, a, a and- lot to it. They yeah, do. Yeah. And I will say there are, people can't afford to uh, add resources to their library. It, it, mm-hmm. A good study Bible is key. Um, and, uh, but there's a couple online, there's some good online resources that you can yes. go to. There's a website yes. called monergism.com that has mm-hmm. 
uh, very sound. They, all, they they screen carefully who they put up there, and okay. Okay. you can find sermon series and online sermons and and commentaries, and just it's an amazing one. And then if you if you are looking to get a commentary, Ligonier uh, website. Um, has five best commentaries on every book of the Bible, and they mm. update it on a relatively regular basis, and that's a good place to begin. And at different price right. points for different people, and what you're looking right. for, it will tell you. This one's academic, this one's pastoral, so that's another way to go about it. Right, and I yes, and I have actually gotten on places like eBay and uh, secondhand book websites and found I, I got the Matthew Henry commentary, the complete thing for $12 on eBay with shipping. Like mm-hmm. I, that just blew my mind. And so, uh, so I've had a lot of fun with that one. Um, he's very, very wordy, but um, that has some really good things to say. But it's a nice way to, to right? It is, and yeah. it can build your collection and it can like show the multifaceted. So, so when we're in scripture and we're reading it on our own, then mm-hmm. we go back after and see what someone else said. If we, if we start with the commentary, we're, we're not as open to hearing what God is saying to us through that passage. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. we remember that this is his word to us and right. we're sitting down and we're reading the Bible. And, and what you mentioned about how a particular verse jumps out, I think that's the Holy spirit at work mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and getting us to focus in on something. And, and we don't want to miss that. And I think if we start with a commentary, we're just reading what someone else got from it instead of right. listening to the Lord. So yeah. one of the ways we can listen as we read a passage is to slow down and take a verse or a paragraph and mm-hmm. and note are the repeated words, underlying wor- keywords and repeated words. And uh, just, you can use a highlighter, you can use pencil or whatever you do, print it out on paper so you can mark all over it. And, and just what is, how does the passage hold together? And then ask questions of the passage. Mm-hmm. Who, mm-hmm. who is being spoken to? What does this say about God? What does this say about Jesus? Or it, you know, how does this point to the the work of Christ on the cross? How mm-hmm. does this point, you know, this passage about sin? How does this drive us to Christ? Whatever it might be, find try to identify the theme and key words, and prayerfully say, Lord, illuminate this to me mm-hmm. as I'm reading. And then mm-hmm. when you've done your own work in that, and sometimes you just want it like a psalm, you just want to sit down and read it through, and then maybe go back and and take your time with it, following it up with another resource. I did mm-hmm. a, I wrote a book on psalms a few years ago called Sing a New Song, and it's basically a two page uh, summary, a one page summary of every psalm. So, and it lists the overall theme, key mm-hmm. terms. Where is God in this? A few cross references, and it's it, it sort of it's it was what I got out of my devotional time with the Lord. But then I went and checked it against some other commentaries to right. be sure I was understanding correctly, yes. and yes. to see the multifaceted way God puts His truth into. You know, think about the, the the writers of Scripture, all these different personalities who wrote the books of the Bible that God mm-hmm. they're, they're inspired by the Holy Spirit. They're each telling it in their unique way. And you think the four gospels, four different gospel writers are telling the same story from a different angle. And right. in the same way, when, when we read it, we're getting the truth, but then we, mm-hmm. it's very, God has raised up some and equipped people to teach his word. It's good to see what they have to say. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it helps inform us from the, the angle that God has given them. 
And mm-hmm. so that these are all really helpful tools. Yeah. Okay. So um, I would also love for you to just even mention your favorite ones, because I think that there can be some ones that are not quite <laughs> you know they're not there's a lot of there's a lot of information out there and I don't know I haven't I haven't looked across the board at all different kinds of commentaries um but do you have some favorites is that actually what I'm asking that you would recommend you know that's it's a great question and I have been um I find Ligonier's website of the you know five best ones for each Okay. I've been very helpful because there are a lot of commentary series and within a series, there can be excellent ones and then not so good ones. Right, so right. I never like to recommend a whole series by itself because it. it's, it's hit mm-hmm. or miss. So, right. but if I, you know, I have to say my, my, the ones I go back to again and again, um, you know, the ESV commentary series is a good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. It, it's hardback though, and it can be a little expensive. So mm-hmm. uh, there's the Let's Study series. Um, I believe it's Banner of Truth and like Let's mm-hmm. Study Peter. And th- mm-hmm. that's a very sound, it's paperback, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's affordable. It's, um, uh, you know, that, and that's, and it's, you know, it's, a, it's not academic. So it's a great right. way to learn a book of the Bible if you're not familiar with it. So it's the right. Let's Study series by Banner of Truth. I would say that series is, is reliable across the board. Okay, um, great. And I'll yeah. include- So there's, there's uh, one. Okay, I'll cl- include a link to that and then also to the Ligonier um, one as well, because I think that's important. And then the uh, you said monergism.com. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. And of course, we'll we'll be linking to your Bible studies as well. I'm I'm excited to hopefully dive into one of those really soon. Um, but I'm thinking. So as we're we're diving into this, and we're uh, you know some moms are just like I am limited in my amount of time. So I feel like we've we've thrown some options out there where you can kind of pick and choose. But one of the things that um, I've been doing as well is like I go through that Psalm a third time and pray through it. You know, um, and if it's talking about like today's psalm was talking a lot about, you know, this enemy who had betrayed um, David and he was, you could tell he was just really upset by all of it. And, you know, just to be able to pray through that and to just to say something like, you know, even though it's not happening to me right now, I know, Lord, that if that happened, this is who you are in the midst of it. And so uh, just having that perspective, it, it helps take away the fear, you know, the fear of, well, you know, someday, you know, at some point I probably will be betrayed. I have been in the past, but you know, if that, betra- if that betrayal comes around again, God, you're my, you're my rock. You're the one who takes care of me. You are the one who protects me. I, you know, just, and I think just praying through that, even if you're not necessarily in the middle of the same type of situation is just, um, it's a great way to sort of front load trust in the Lord when those situations do come around. That's really helpful. Um, and I, I think too, moms, I think have the, have the hardest time carving out time mm-hmm. to meet with the Lord and sit down and have this reflection, quiet time in the right. morning with a cup of coffee right. and an hour in an open Bible. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, it's the hardest stage of life to get that time. So, and then if they do find it and they hit a genealogy or something like, well, you know, and they can, they can feel frustrated. So I think, I think on, on those two things about that one, what you're saying is so true and praying it through and even saying, Lord, you know, I thank you that you're applying this to my heart. Even if I can't tangibly see how I've been in your Mm -hmm. word, I Mm -hmm. I did it with prayerfully with the spirit there. So somehow apply this, you apply it, Lord. 
I don't know how, but you apply right. it and transform me just through being in your word today. Mm-hmm. And he's faithful mm-hmm. to do that. Uh, yeah, so absolutely. so I think another thing that can be really difficult for, for moms um, when they have kids uh, that they're caring for from the minute they wake up um, till they go to sleep is trying to complete a read through the Bible in a year plan. And, and that they can feel frustrated by those plans mm-hmm. at times mm-hmm. because they can mm-hmm. fall behind a few days and then just give up altogether. Right. So, right. so instead of doing, feeling the pressure to read through the Bible in a year, there are a lot of great plans out there that read through it in three years or, yes. or set, there's a great plan that has a chart. That's really fun. It's a colorful chart. Tim Challies has it on his website. It's all these Bible okay. reading plans. And there's this one that's read through the Bible at your own pace. And so, oh, I like that. It, and and each chapter, like when you've read a chapter, you get to put a check mark in a pretty colorful column. And it's like over however long it takes you, you're keeping track of what you've read. And to be sure you're covering the entire corpus of scripture at your right. own pace. So that's, that. that's a good one for moms, I think. Okay. Well, we'll definitely include that link as well um, in the show notes. And um, do you have a, I mean, a concordance is kind of a, you know, it's, it, you can't, I don't think you can mess up a concordance, but do you have a favorite one that's really thorough with the Strong's concordance? Although it matters what translation you're reading, doesn't it? It does. Yes. Okay. So, so uh, you know, and most translations have an exhaustive concordance you can buy alongside it. Uh, right. And most study Bibles have a concordance in the back of the Bible. So right. typically for, for those uh, studying, the one in the back of your Bible will be helpful, especially because there's also all the cross references with each verse that right. go alongside it. So, right. so I, my Bible is the ESV and I have an exhaustive concordance. It's about this thick and it's, mm. it's every use of, of most words all the way through. And right. I, I use that a lot actually. Yeah. You know, and I found that, um, I love the concordance, but the one in my study Bible isn't, isn't thorough enough. Usually what I'm looking for, they're not, they don't name the verse there. So, and also I could be thinking of it in a different translation and that doesn't help either. (laughs) Right. Exactly. But but yeah, so just an exhaustive concordance of the Bible that the translation that you actually read. Um, I use the ESV as well. So, um, well, great. I think these are just a lot of really good tips in, and sort of like put a whole like buffet out there for moms. And, you know, I think it's just helpful to just have some sense of direction. And I love your emphasis on the fact, cause I run into this when I run into the, um, uh, the genealogies, it's like, really? <laughs> going to go through all these names, unless I'm looking for a name for the next baby. You know, I don't know if I need to (laughs) look through this, but I will say a funny story, little side story. Uh, We were going through Genesis with our kids when they were all home and fairly young. And there was a point at which we could not get through the genealogy because they were laughing so hard at the names. They just, they couldn't even listen anymore. And (laughs) just remember closing the Bible for that night and going, okay, we're just going to start again tomorrow. But it was pretty hilarious. They still remember those names and, you know, often we'll throw them out there sometimes, but but I love for sure. Yeah, it is. But, um, you know, I love the fact that you're saying all of that matters. There's a reason that all of that is put in there. And then I, that brings me back even further to always remembering, um, because I, I fear that a lot of believers aren't, you know, they might say that they believe that the scripture is the final authority, 
But I think sometimes, um, practically speaking, we're not always believing that. And so I think that's an important thing to go into scripture with as well, that this is God's living, breathing word. Like this is mm-hmm. from the mouth of God. And this is his, mm-hmm. this is the final authority. This is where yep. everything begins and ends. And so when we go into it with that kind of mentality, um, it's life changing. God uses it to, to transform us, to sanctify us, to um, just do all kinds of good things in us. And so I, I just want to encourage you moms um, to just be mindful of that because I know that sometimes it's, um, we can forget how incredibly important God's word is. We're so used to having access to it that I think sometimes we get a little bit spoiled. You know, other countries where they have the hardest time even getting a Bible, um, there's an appreciation for it that we tend to sort of not have because we have so much access to it. But again, going back to- Mm-hmm. It is his word. It is living. It is active. It's powerful. It doesn't come back void. So it is absolutely um, worth getting into it every day, even if it's just for a short amount of time. I remember um, as a mom in those busy years, I would just read what I could, trusted that it was going to be quality over quantity. Um, Some days I could read more, other days, not so much, but just going through and just reading what I could and like, Lord, just illuminate to me what you want me to remember. And then when something would stand out, I would just write it down on a three by five card and I would lay it on the counter near my day planner so that I would be reminded of that thought throughout the day. And a lot of times, um, unbeknownst to me, I would run into something during the day that that scripture applied to because God knew when I was reading that morning what I was going to be running into that day. So um, lots of different Mm -hmm. ways we can approach it. But uh, thank you for sharing these um, wonderful uh, suggestions. Did you have anything you wanted to add? Yeah, just one final thought is that for, for moms, instead of, if you have very limited time and you you have just a few minutes to read a portion of scripture, don't don't stress yourself and get frustrated uh, by saying, I, I didn't get anything out of it. What it, I don't know how to apply this. What does it say to me? Mm-hmm. And just, just ask yourself, what does this say about God? Right. And, and if you do that, the application will take care of itself. Mm-hmm. It just, mm-hmm. just if you, in your brief time, it takes the pressure off to try to right. get something out of it. Yes. Instead, what is God saying to you in it about mm-hmm. him? Mm-hmm. And as you, this outward thing, if you upward thing, if you focus on him, you are going to be reshaped in the process. And so it's like, you don't have to ask for your application. It's going to right. happen in your heart. And right. Life. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That does take the pressure off. And because again, I really feel like it's it's us sort of curving in towards that self-focus, like you talked about in the last episode, where it's like, it becomes a self-improvement thing as opposed right. to, you know, it being a God thing and, mm-hmm. and then him, him being the one that does the work. So um, mm-hmm. I appreciate that so much. Um, would you mind closing in a word of prayer? Oh, I'd be glad to. Okay. Lord, thank you so much for your word, your living, active word mm-hmm. that you have condescended to reveal yourself to us in a book, that mm-hmm. everything we need to know about you is there. Lord, I pray for all of us, the listeners, for Dorinda, for me, for all of us, Lord, that as we open your word, we would see you. We would see your overarching plan. We would see your big picture 
plan for redemption in Jesus Christ, that you would mm-hmm. illuminate for us what you are saying, even in the challenging hard parts. Mm-hmm. And Lord, that as busy moms go to the word, that you would let them know as they're in it, that it is you speaking to their hearts. Mm-hmm. And we pray this in Jesus' name for your glory. Amen. Amen. Okay, moms, one last resource I want to share with you before uh, we close. Um, Are you concerned that your child's current education won't give them the skills necessary to succeed in any area of life? Consider homeschooling with classical conversations. By applying the classical Christian model of education, the classical conversations curriculum encourages students to learn uh, to to learn and how to think for themselves, that whole critical thinking thing, so they can adapt to every challenge that life throws at them. Join the over 50,000 families in 50 countries who have chosen to educate their children with Classical Conversations and visit classicalconversations.com slash Dorinda. That's classicalconversations.com slash Dorinda. I will leave a link in the show notes. We'll see you next time. 